Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I don't know if you've heard the word, but we have merch. That's right, Papaya Podcast listeners, we have our very own merch. There's a few different options to go off of. One is just what you all call yourself, papayas. The next one is based on our number one review that we've ever gotten, that this show has nothing about papayas in it. It's just filled with lady crap. So, of course, we came out with a little tiny zip bag as well as a sweatshirt line with lady crap on the front. And, of course, one of my favorite things that I've ever said happened in one of the first episodes of the show which has been almost four years now, which is I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it anyway. It has been the mantra of so much of my life, and I love that it's now on sweatshirts. So whether you want lady crap, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it anyways, or just owning your papaya's title, check out the merch right now. Go and shop at dearmedia.com. Check out the shop, and you can search for the Papaya Podcast to shop for our merch. Let's get back to the show. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostess, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, everyone, welcome back. I'm actually in LA right now. I'm in studio at Dear Media and I'm sitting across from somebody who I just found out that we have literally so much in common. I can't, (laughs) I can't even begin. We can't shut up. We literally are like just rolling here. And so we're finally hitting the record button to talk. Today, I have on Nicole Walters. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my gosh, all the things. All all of the things. (sighs) We like... uh, between our bodies changing, both have been divorced, both had very young marriages, a few kids. Mm-hmm. Things are going on. You are you are doing so much. You're known for so many things. So I'm going to let you sort of introduce yourself because I'd love for you to sort of tell the version of you that you want to be shared with today. Sure, sure. So, I mean, the high level on paper version is that, 
you know, I'm 38. I'm a hot mess express. I'm obsessed with Target. I had a very popular TV show on USA Network. I have a popular podcast, all those things, right? Checkmark, lost yeah. over 100 pounds, you know? Yeah. The thing I'm most proud of is that I'm a mom of three girls, ages 11, 20, and 23. And I adopted them eight years ago after meeting their mom on the side of the street in wow. Baltimore. She went to jail after 30 days, and I had custody of them, and I became mom a year later. Wow. So did all of that within a marriage that I was in for 12 years, and I just recently started over again, you know, my life yeah. after being in this divorce process for two. And so I never thought any of the things in my life have happened would happen, whether it's adoption, divorce, becoming a multimillionaire, having a TV show. And I've done all of those things before 40. And here I am now trying to figure out what's next. I love that, though. You know, people are so when we when we have conversations, we're like, you know, what do you where do you see yourself in five years? And what is <laughs> I couldn't have imagined five years ago that I'd be doing anything It's so fun when life sort of surprises you a little mm-hmm. bit. Are you a, are you a goal girl? Are you the kind of person that likes to set goals? Or have you sort of been like you said, a lot of the things that were the boxes you were checking are very different than the boxes that got checked. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about like how you thought life was going to go, like what you what it. you worked yeah. towards and what was. Are you someone that sort of sets a goal and goes after it? Because you also seem like <laughs> you have that tenacity to do something. Sure, sure. So I appreciate that. No, I'll just be honest because that's how you are. And yeah, I imagine that's please. what people are used to is like I grew up really poor. Mm-hmm. Like my parents are both immigrants from Ghana, West Africa. And I slept on a couch until I was 12. You know, I would wake up with roaches crawling on me. I Ugh. I was really, really poor. And so a lot of my checklists were based on lack yes. and wanting to just fill in what I thought would be the gap. And that lack would be a better body. I was a heavy set kid. You know, that lack would be a better body, meaning what I thought the definition yes. based on what society tells me a better body is yep. better. Right. You know, but better was defined by what I did not have and what mm-hmm. others appeared to have that made their lives seem better. Yes. So that meant money. That meant, a, I mean, literally it was things like having a uh, living in a place with stairs inside of it. So something simple that people don't realize that they grow up in a home. I lived in a one bedroom apartment with, you know, a family of four. So having stairs in my own bed and a door to close, that was a goal because I lacked yes. that, you know? So my checklist involved building what I thought stability looked like based on full house. You know what I mean? Like, and I was able, I charged through through those things. So I didn't even call them goals per se as feeling like I needed to make myself stable and safe. Mm. A full fridge, a body that I felt was safe in and that I looked good in and that was desirable to the world because the world would be more likely to protect someone who was thin than they would someone who was heavy. I needed to have certain degrees and certain accomplishments. And if I did all of those things, then I would be good and happy and able. And there's nothing scarier than getting all of those things and realizing that none of them matter and then losing all of those things and realizing you actually always had everything and mm. nothing's missing. And that's where I am now. I've There's nothing anyone can say to me that they want to have in life. I've been in, totally impoverished with $24 in the bank. My, my parents lived and slept on dirt floors in Africa. And I've also been in the 1% and flown on private jets and I've chartered myself. I know both lives and I can tell you neither one is worth trading in for happiness. Although I will, I'm not gonna lie, being rich is better. <laughs> you have more options. I'm not well, gonna lie. Yeah. Having money's nice, but it doesn't change the fact that it's, I would give up every single dollar I've ever had to simply have my babies and and have love. That's all I want. 
I heard you, I was actually on your website and I was reading a little bit about the way that you talk about richness and Mm -hmm. the sense that, and I'll be honest, like a lot of times when I see conversations about finances, it makes Mm -hmm. me uncomfortable because I've never been sort of like a money chaser, but I also realized that comes from the privilege now of having it. I remember Mm -hmm. the days where like money was a focal point. It was a focal point Mm -hmm. because it had to be because there was like a survival mode to it. But I also like having a life now that isn't entirely driven by making money because then Mm -hmm. my integrity can go with it. Sure. However, the way that you described richness was not tied to money. Mm -hmm. Has that changed for you? Or can you sort of talk Mm -hmm. about what richness means to you? Sure, absolutely. So money for me has always just been a tool. Mm. So I never have thought about stacks and stacks and vaults. That's not it at all. It's always been about, well, what is the price for that in exchange for the thing I'm seeking? Mm. So whether that thing I'm seeking is an experience for my children or the freedom and liberty to stay home and sleep on the couch or the stairs inside of my house. You know, I I could have, if I had all the money in the world where I'm not thinking about a dollar amount and I've been blessed for many, many years prior to my divorce, you know, I never thought about, I didn't even know when I got paid if I got paid. You know what Mm. I mean? Like I never thought about money. But, and and that's really different from remembering the days where it was like, is it grocery day because I hope you have milk you know like I've been on both sides but I can tell you that having that money allows you to be able to say this is where I actually want to be Mm. at least that's what I thought yeah that if I had enough money I can stay home I can sit on the couch I can be a full-time mom I can I can do all these things if I just had money and a lot of people sell that on the internet yeah money equals freedom Mm. the truth is freeing your mind doesn't cost a single thing Freeing yourself and feeling free in your body doesn't cost a single thing. It will cost you your thoughts around what you think society thinks you should be. Mm. It will cost you the hard work of maybe therapy, which is owning up and admitting a lot of beliefs that you hold. But what it won't cost you is like a dollar mountain a check. And once I realized that, I realized, oh, I can truly have and be and do anything in this world if I recognize that money is just a tool in exchange for opportunities to get knowledge or be where I want to be. But I will always, always need to do the work that Mm -hmm. is associated with being my best self. And there's no price attached to that. Well, and I think you're living it out. You just said, like, I I had a certain amount of money, and you said prior to divorce. Mm -hmm. So you put your money where your mouth was. Mm -hmm. You walked away from a 12-year marriage. And not just walked away from a 12-year marriage, but also walked away from a lot of the successes that you've all the had. <laughs> what talk to me about the process of like making that change. And you and I talked about this a little bit on your podcast about my story in the sense of starting over and what it means and what you really walk away from. And I don't think people touch on enough. Like when we when we talk about divorce, it's always about the what happened and why and and the moving who's forward. At fault and, and who's, who's at to fault. blame. Yep. But there's not a lot of conversation into like the process of leading up. For me, it was even though I didn't have a bank account in my name, I still had a house that I had thrifted every single item Mm -hmm. in and I was I adored. I felt like I had worked my mm-hmm. entire adult life. It was stay, being a stay-at-home mom. You live so much in your space that I felt like I had really made this my home. I didn't. I mourned so greatly of those things. Talk to me about the process of like. I'm guessing based on like what you said, but like you're the one who sort of like made the decision. Talk to me a little bit about the process of like how you were able to let go of some of the greater pieces of the checkbox life of what you had built Mm -hmm. in order to make sure that you really were okay and happy 
And did you know that you were going to be happy if you made those choices? Oh, my gosh. Heavy question. I know that some people might be listening right now and saying this is exactly what I'm scared of. Yes. And also anyone who's already been through divorce and is on the other side is like, oh, girl, I know what you're talking yes. about. You know, and I will tell you right now that I don't think anyone chooses divorce. Yeah. Everyone is put into the situation where they it's the decision that must be made that oh, they dread making. Nobody wants to get divorced because if that was the case, there would be no marriages. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no yeah. one wants to get divorced. So for me, it came to the point where I, I did not have a choice. So it was brought to me in a, you know, this is what it's going to be, yeah. you know, and it was the right decision, mm -hmm. you know, and it was something that mm -hmm. I agreed to. But I was the one who made movement. Yes. You know? OK. And, and so I left with three suitcases yeah. and I have multiple homes and I, you know, left and checked into a hotel 3000 yeah. miles away. Yeah. And just immediately I think I slept for 30 hours, you know, the first day because my body was just so shut down. And this yeah. was after being depressed for weeks, you know, yeah. so things people always ask me in, in relation to that question is, well, wasn't it hard to just get up and go? Well, you know, yeah, it's, it was also hard to stay, right? So mm. I just chose the hard that felt less hard in that moment and more fruitful mm -hmm. in that moment. That felt like the hard that was a forward moving hard versus a hard that was standstill or moving backwards. Yeah. So leaving all those things behind, my home and all that stuff, I knew that I had to be willing to just start over with what was in my bags. And what I cared about most were my girls and I asked my girls who come from abject poverty as well. And, you know, they knew me. They've seen me this entire growth ride, right? Mm -hmm. Like they started with me when I was, you know, mom's working every night trying to build this business to, you know, we're all in private school. We fly on jets. So my, my girls know the whole gamut of it. And I looked at them and said, I know that I brought you into this life. And I know that I promised you I would always take care of you, but I may have to make some changes, which may mean it, it won't look like this again. Yeah. And it, it may. And I'm really blessed. It's good still. Mm -hmm. You know, that's God always far exceeds. And, you know, if you're not a, you know, I'm a Christian, but if you're not a believer in that context, like the world always brings you everything you need and more. It will always be better than you think it will. You know, like always, you know, and I think we always go down the path the of the worst. worst that can happen. Oh we forget to think about the best, the best. Oh. And I think even anybody who's I had a really big conversation with someone who literally had the worst happen to them. And she still was like, I wouldn't be able to give the world what I give them. Yes. If it wasn't for that. Yes. And that's like a. That's hard because you don't want the bad, big thing, you bad don't. things to happen. Don't. I don't wish it on anybody, mm -hmm. but there still can be good. Absolutely. And also the bad, big things should not be enough to keep you in what's current pain. I would rather take three, four, five years of a horrific divorce than another 12 years of just constantly losing bits of my soul every day. Yeah. I literally, it's just not worth it because yeah. at least there's an end in sight. So yes. yes, I was sad. I I had built my dream house. I mean, this is a girl who slept on a couch and woke up with roaches on her, who was living in a home that was 7,000 square feet, you know, that every little bit with my perfect garden. I mean, I literally walked away in the middle of gardening season. I thought about my, like my peas and who's, you know, picking my zucchini, you know, like I left every single thing that, I loved and my girls looked at me and they said, mom, we don't care if we have nothing as long as you'll be there. Yeah. So that was just such a humble reminder of, oh, no, what are the things that really matter? Mm -hmm. You know, and I can get another house. You know, I have work ethic. You mm -hmm. know, I will no matter what I can literally give every dollar I own now to my ex and 
I, the most money I will ever have in my life is still ahead of me. Mm. You know, that is just the truth of it. And so once I started accepting some of those realities and realized that I will be able to swim faster when I don't have weights attached to me, I, I still have to remind myself every day, though. Some days I cry where I'm like, oh, my gosh, all I want to do is go on an expensive vacation and just like, you know, eat fancy food, you know, but I need to yeah. make good choices, you know, like, but the reality of it is that it's better on the other side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's better on the other side because it's my truth one way or another. All right, grown-ups, imagine your upcoming holiday road trip. There's chaos in the backseat, but then you remember you packed the wow. When you press play on a new episode of Wow in the World, something wow happens. These podcast episodes transport you so your car is no longer on the road. It's in space, the rainforest, or the desert. Host Mindy Thomas and Guy Raz share the latest scientific innovations and discoveries with the occasional fart joke, and everyone in the car is listening and learning, even you. So when you pack your bags this holiday season, don't forget to pack the wow and wonder with wow in the world. Wow in the world inspires curious kids to think and tinker like real scientists while sharing scientific research in a fun way that keeps the whole family laughing while they're learning. So if you're also looking for a screen break for the kids in your life, this holiday season, add some wow to your routine. Play an episode of Wow in the World and watch their eyes fill with wonder. Okay, so here's something that you might not have known that you can learn from Wow in the World. Did you know that a wombat poop is shaped like a cube? Or that the center of the universe smells like raspberries? Or that it rains diamonds on Neptune? There's just so much cool stuff you can learn, and you can dive into the latest scientific discoveries, innovations, and stories guaranteed to make everyone say, wow. Listen to a brand new episode of the number one podcast for curious kids and their grown-ups, Wow in the World, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Let's get back to the show. I'm Eileen Kelly, and I'm the host of Going Mental. After struggling with these incredible highs of a booming career and then the unbelievable lows of losing my mental health, I voluntarily admitted myself to a psychiatric hospital. I ended up staying over five months, learning not only how to better manage my symptoms, but also just get my life back on track. So I'm here to say that no matter where you are, you're not alone. On my show, Going Mental, I'm going to be talking to guests about their own mental health journeys, as well as talking to professionals. New episodes every Thursday, and you can find Going Mental on Dear Media anywhere you listen to podcasts. Going Mental all of the time. So talk to me a little bit about like having conversations about money and being a woman because as I was sort of anticipating into this conversation yeah. I already felt myself getting a little bit of like the tingly sweats about sure. oh my gosh it's so uncomfortable as a woman to talk about money and men talk about it like it's their trophies in a room mm -hmm. I am um, a little like and I've noticed this to like charity stuff mm -hmm. men love to raise their hand to oh, like yeah. donate the big bucks mm -hmm. because we all like turn our heads and we're like yay for mm -hmm. you like great job <laughs> Yes. Great job, buddy. Like you did it. Um, and I and I get that like sometimes these big events and these like donation things happen because 
it is very acceptable and very amazing to see men show and flaunt their money. Mm -hmm. Women don't seem to have that same permission card. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed it time and time again. I feel a lot of guilt around it. I want to talk to you about it because I I didn't come impoverished at all. I grew up very middle class. And then I, you know, lived... I lived just above, I would say, the line of poverty. Didn't have mm-hmm. debt, but didn't have money. Sure. And when I started my life over, did a lot of that, worked a couple of jobs just to not be in debt, but yep. just to have enough money, a little bit of government support. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm in a place where I'm not living lavishly. Sure. Probably because I'm terrified to. Of course. But I I have a really, really hard time feeling like it's okay or it's acceptable or even like, owning the titles in business that I that I have mm-hmm. because it's like it feels icky sure. to be a woman and sure. talk about money. You've had that progression. You've yeah. you've been the impoverished child that watched the rich bitches everywhere. Sure. And the then time. you sort of came into that role. How how have you navigated a lot of the feelings that come along the way mm-hmm. with being a woman who talks about money? And have people been kind to you about it so no i mean like obviously our society if there's anything that you have that someone else doesn't have there's always gonna be a person who's going to comment or diminish that and one of the things that i think is really important is if someone is uncomfortable with the way that you're living looking breathing doing loving oftentimes it's because they have to break that down and try to find holes in it to justify why they don't have it in their own life okay and so if someone is saying like well she might have all that money but she's bragging or oh she has all this money because she's flaunting it or oh Mm. she's doing this it's because they want to be able to say there's a reason why i don't have it and this is their flaw and so i don't it's okay for me to not have that thing i am very comfortable talking about money and talking about having it because of two things. One, I believe anyone can have it. There is literally, especially as a Christian, there is literally nothing that God has done for me that he can't do for anybody. Like there is, there's, I come from nothing. My parents, Mm. my dad literally grew up in a Discovery Channel village with a thatch hut roof and a dirt floor. And I am here in America, part of the 1%. I'm in the same tax bracket as Mark Zuckerberg at the bottom, you know, but you know, same bracket, you know, and, and, all because of strategic choices, a lot of hard work, you know, God's blessing and doing for others. I have made every dollar in service of others and Mm. I continue to. So I'm not embarrassed to say that because I love to show other people that they can do it too. I'm, and I believe it. I mean, people can, I know if someone's listening right now that they can hear it in my voice. I really believe that anybody can absolutely make the type of money they need to have the lifestyle they want. I'm not saying everyone needs, that's the other part too on the internet. Everyone's got to be a millionaire. Everyone's got to be a six-figure No, everyone deserves to have enough money to not worry about their roof. Yeah. Everyone deserves to have enough money to send their kid to summer camp. And there's pride in making the extra cash on the side. Or like the riches do- of enjoying a life that you can spend money on the things that you want. That's yeah. it, you know, to to not worry about Christmas gifts or, you know, and, and I think that there's pride and comfort in that. And even if that is within your job, you know, and yeah. just knowing how to ask for the right raise. And I'm happy to help people get wherever that is. And the other reason why I am absolutely comfortable talking about money is because I know that money is good with me. Mm. Money belongs with me. Mm. And this isn't like money mindset mojo talk. I mean it in like a serious way, the way that the sky is blue and the grass is green. 
There are terrible people in this world with lots and lots of money, and they talk about it the way that I do. And those people will collect that money and do horrible things with it. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, shouldn't I do the work that's required to get as much of that money that's in free circulation as well so that I can do good things with it? Yeah. So that I can, I am on the boards of charities. I like, absolutely, I've adopted babies myself. I will adopt more babies. I give money freely. I support people. I issue scholarships. I do venture capital. Yeah. I look out for minorities. I look out for women like I want to collect all the money so I can put it where it's supposed to go money yeah. is good with me I deserve lots of it I should continue to have lots of it people should give it to me I want people to pay their invoices in full I like money I deserve it and I do good things with it and oh that is what gosh. everyone should say like if you're a good person you know what I mean yeah. please go get yours and use it for good <laughs> and, and and I think that needs to be the mindset like mm -hmm. I, I've never I'll be honest I would not be interested in this not that I wouldn't be interested in this conversation, but it mean. comes a little different if you were somebody who was raised with money mm -hmm, and talking sure. about everybody can get up. I, I read a book. I'm not. In, I read the back cover of a book once. <laughs> Tell you, Sarah. I love that. I read the back cover. <laughs> I'm going to be real about a white woman who already had the privilege of money mm -hmm. talking about how if we just got up and made the choices, right. we could have it all. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like why I... I, I I have a hard time mm -hmm. with sort of some of the money conversations that come, especially from women who have had it their whole lives, mm -hmm. talking about how you can just wake up and go get it. Well, you can't wake up and just go no, get you it. Still That's have to not do work. a reality. You only get paid for doing work, right? Yeah. So. But I think I, re I, I it's easier to digest maybe from somebody who really didn't have it. I did not. And is mm -mm. still saying anyone can do this and you we can. deserve to. And money is in a good place when it's with good people. Absolutely. And maybe that's how we make good change in this world. Absolutely. Right? And to you specifically, Sarah, like even if you grew up with with privilege, you know, even if you yeah. grew up and you still have privilege now, you know, one of the benefits that you have is that you're a good person person yeah you know doing good in this world and impacting people's lives i'm the lowest paid salary in my company <laughs> you know what i mean yeah no see, and i care way more about everybody else uh, you know absolutely i don't say that person. to toot my own horn but i think it needs to be but talked about more it does need to be talked about and and it's an example of the good right like your your mindset is one where you're thinking of others while not compromising yourself, you know? Yeah. And so, cause you're still paid, right? There are people who won't even pay themselves because they think that that's probably, cut yourself a check girl. You know yeah. what I mean? I still feel like there's also a lot, like when, because I wrote that line of like, am I gonna make a paycheck today? There mm -hmm. is that still, that feeling, that relationship with money that is, so much more necessity than joy. Sure. I only for the first time spent it frivolously this mm -hmm. last year. And I took my parents and my family on a Disney vacation. And I still like I wrote a whole blog and I detailed exactly how much we spent. Right. And I mean, it was a lot of money. It was like close to $25,000 when all so was said and done. I, bless it. I love that you call that frivolously. I have a saying that's in my house right now where anytime something comes up, if it is related to my family, my health, my, my God, or my like actual purpose, like charity work, that is what the money is for. Yeah. And what price point, right, is is one where that is frivolous. Mm. You know, that is what it is for. I did it for the memories. Yeah, no, I mean, you did it for the memories that <laughs> when I paid those bills, I was that's like, right. I did it for you the memories. Absolutely. I did it because I will never get an opportunity like that with my family again. And I, and I mean, I God willing, to. you have many, you know, and God willing, this is annual. And to be fair, that entire amount of money was equivalent to what it would have cost me to be out on my own 
without the support of my parents, mm-hmm. which I could never have done. Mm-hmm. And it meant the fucking world yeah. to take them on a trip and be like, we're here today because the sacrifices you made because you had enough That's space right. in your house to take us in. That's right. And a heart that was willing to do so. You never asked me for a penny. My That's parents right. made their money to do good with it to get us out. That's right. And so that I could go and make money that I I never paid them a cent. I, I only, right. everything went to legal fees. And now I do. And, and so when I took them on this trip, it was like a huge moment of like, this is I'm so grateful that I can do something now that gives back in a way mm-hmm. that we're we get to celebrate what that all meant. We because get to celebrate where we right. got. That's what it's for. And also remember, Sarah, that's what the money is for. Is it's it that free. we've just been presented with money being such a gross it's tool a, that we don't know what to do it with it? It is ingrained in so much of what we do that women don't even realize we shame other women for talking about the good they do with their money uh, because it is ingrained in us. Mm. So just the same way that we're like, oh, you lost weight, you look good. It's ingrained in us. That it is that good. like that yeah. It's so ingrained that when we spend money well on our family that we love, we feel that we have to explain and justify I it. I just did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wish someone would tell me that Oh, you, you have your daughter in private school. Isn't that expensive? Yes, it is. And she deserves it. Mm. I don't want to talk anymore about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it, there's also this mindset that if I say that kind of like when you say black lives matter, you're not saying that white lives don't. Mm. You know, it's if I say that my daughter deserves it, I'm not saying your daughter doesn't. She yeah. also deserves it. And yeah. I'd be happy to show you how I did it. Yeah. You know, and that's the difference. And I think that one of the things that people lose sight of is when they see that you've taken this, you know, a glorious trip that is well-deserved by everyone there that was hard-earned, you know, that they're like, I can't believe you spent that much. I did. I would do it again. I would spend double if I wanted to. Yeah. They, I'm, I hope I can do it every year. Next time it's going to be in Fiji. And you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just like, and it's like, I speak that over people because nothing is wrong with that. That's what it is for. And guess, and the, the part that makes good people different is, and you can and should too. Mm. And I hope it happens for you also. People who have a problem with it are hearing it and they're saying, and that won't ever be my life. That yeah. is the thing they need to check, you yeah. know, and it, and that is not your problem to have. I am a big believer in showing my life, you know, mm. and not showing off. Right. Like, yeah, I shop at Target. Half my clothes are thrifted, you know, and yeah. that's because that's what I like. And, you know, if you really want to have money, you don't you aren't always wearing it. You don't right? have to. Yeah, you don't have, you don't to, have to spend we, it you don't that have to way. Be yeah. spendy per se. But I'm not judging people who do. That's just not how I want to yeah. spend my money. But I am a big believer in showing the things that God has done in my life that I've been elevated from you know, places where I was to places he wanted me to be because I don't want to hide my blessing. I said like that is part of the scam of society, if you will, Mm. is that we're shamed into not sharing what works. We're shamed into not sharing our success and we're shamed into believing that it can't happen to keep people down. And like when you put out there, look, my name is Sarah. I have gone through all of these things where the world says that I am less than because Mm. all these things have happened to me. I am still standing. And furthermore, I've taken my family on this dream vacation. I did it. I did the work and I made this thing happen to honor them and to honor my past. I earned this and I deserve this and they do too. What you're saying to whoever is watching is 
no matter how the things have happened to you in the past, you can get to this place and you are deserving and it is possible. Can you imagine you not saying that to the person who is crying in this moment, feeling that all their worth is in everything that happened to them? Yeah. Like you better believe that that is what is desired by the negative things in the world. You yeah. Know? And I think we and I think you made a really good point when you said like we're talking about richness where you don't have to worry about a roof over your yes. head. It doesn't have to be all the way fully scaled to like a big lavish lifestyle. But yeah. I will say like I, I have a hard time with the with the climate right now. People mm-hmm. are struggling more than ever for sure people are in a worse place than we've ever seen and sometimes when I talk about something I'm doing or where like you know even dining out and people are like this is insensitive Mm -hmm. this is a really and that is tough time and I can understand that feeling too so I'm not as somebody who does know what it's like to you know fill a cereal bowl with half milk half water to stretch my cereal milk you know like I understand the hardship but it's also and somebody who I worked in finance for years I understand like recessions and economic cycles you know Everything will pass, you know, like do not let, you know, the current moment be all it is, because even though it's hard right now, we all remember times where it wasn't as hard, you know, like and so it's a cycle and it's a journey and it's tough right now. But it makes hope is something that doesn't have a price point and do not let the current times or the fact that you're in a position where you don't have as much rob you of your hope. Because what I can tell you is as someone who grew up with nothing, not even connections, not even parents who understood how to navigate things, that the one thing that I had for free was hope and work ethic. And Mm -hmm. I leveraged both of those to become a multimillionaire. So if you are ever in a position where you're thinking, oh, I see someone's life and this is insensitive to me, when you know that person's a good person, who's a kind person. Money is good with them. Money is good with them. And that, that they will use that money for good and they will answer your questions and support you, that they are not hiding and that they're willing to say what they have, then you better believe that what you need to say is, oh, I'm glad God is doing this for Sarah because that means he can do it for me too. And Mm. all I have to do is ask Sarah, hey, how did he do that for you? Mm. And Sarah will tell me. So I always do that. I look for these helpers. I look for people that I know. I'm like, if God can elevate them, then great. I'm glad he's still still in the doing good business. And so I'm here to receive as well. It also makes a difference to know people who have money and are in a position to help. I will say this like full on, just like coming out of an experience of like helping another organization raise money. Mm -hmm. It (laughs) It made a lot of sense to know people who were good people, who had money, who could do it, who could fulfill the needs of those who Mm -hmm. needed something. I appreciate you kind of talking me through that because I think that it is, it does feel like, I remember this quote years ago that I read on a blog that said, you'll never agree with how people choose to spend their time or their money. Yes. And I, that's always stuck with me because I find myself in those same cycles sometimes like, oh, must be nice to have that time. Oh, for sure. Must be nice to have that for money. Sure. Whatever you lack in the moment, you look at someone else and you're just like, oh, you know, like yeah. maybe if I had just done this a little bit more, I'd have that thing. They're so much better off than me. You know, like it is what it is. Do you have any advice for how do we get like you kind of touched on it a little bit about mm-hmm. like holding on to hope? How do we how do we not like resent the people we see having something that we don't ask? Ask questions. How'd you get there? Mm. And be honest about it. I know that the one thing, and I've actually never said this on any podcast anywhere or to anyone because I don't think anyone's ever asked me the question you have before, plus with the current times we're in. When The one thing that has really helped me go from abject poverty to multi-million dollar success is I have been fearless about asking questions. 
And I will ask questions until someone will push me out the door and tell me to shut up. Because if I get that one answer, I can leverage that into a million dollars. And so, and it is free to ask questions. And the worst someone can tell you is no. And you can stand on your nose until you reach your yes. So if I see someone who seems to be having crazy success, I am fearless. I will slide into your DMs and who knows, mine will be the one that answers, that you, that you might answer. But if you don't answer it, where am I? Exactly where I was before. Yeah. You know, so let me take that one chance and ask that question. Because if I ask you, hey, Sarah, I noticed that you were able to go to Disney and it seems like it was really expensive. And I'd love to be able to do something like this for my family. I don't see the funds right now. Is there are there three things you can tell me that would help me get there? You would say, ah, look, first things I'd be first. So happy right to away, talk about it. Right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right away. And if you get that question 10 times in your DMs, you'll do a blog post about it. You know yes. what I mean? Like it's real life. And the three things you'll be honest about. You'll say, well, honestly, like half of this was comped, which meant that if you want to reach out to these companies, pitch them. Half of them might say no, half of them might say yes. Either way, you got closer to Disney than you were before. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I had to do from when I was a poor girl with no connections. I literally remember going into people and saying, I got this job interview with this legal firm and they said I need to come in formal wear. I don't know what that is. Is that khakis and a polo? My yeah. parents don't know either because my dad's a cab driver. Yeah. What is formal wear? And having a teacher say, oh, you don't know what that is. I'm going to take you to Ann Taylor Loft and we're going to go into the clearance section and I'm going to put you into the stuff you need for your job interview. Mm. That asking alone got me a job that made me $67,000 a year. Wow. All because I asked. I would not have gotten that job. That job changed my life and led me to my next thing. So if there's nothing else you can do where you're feeling insensitive or challenged or it's difficult or stuck or whatever, just ask. Mm, oh, that's so, so powerful. And I think that that's something that I'm I'm really bad at asking for help. I'm really bad at like been asking shamed for other people. And told not to. But I love I there was a really cool tweet that went around recently. It was talking about how we all feel so ashamed to like ask for support or ask for help. But the people who are asked, it's like such an honor. Oh, it's a gift. It was I ran into Victoria, Victoria Brown. Now she mm-hmm. hosts the real pod on Dear yeah. Media. And I, she said to me in the lobby, we, this is the first time we ever met and hugged. And she was like, oh, my gosh. Like she looks at her friend. And she goes, she's the one like I called her. She goes, do you remember that? I called you. And I go, oh, yeah. She asked me for a call. And then she just picked my brain for an hour. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I remember being like, you want to ask me questions about like career stuff? Mm -hmm. Sure. Like, I'm happy to tell you anything. I love what I call talking shop, right? Because sure. A lot of people want to pull from inspiration of like your life choices and things like that. But Mm -hmm. when you get the opportunity to give like somebody information on like their base, like I get a lot of questions on like, I've been a stay at home mom or I'm going through divorce. What's the best job that I could get for the most money? And I was very honest about the fact that like serving, like yes, serving literally. was so good. It was good for my mental health. I put it, I got to clock out at the end the of the flexibility day. It that was can, flexible. Yep. I got camaraderie with, I got my like social life there. It's the right amount and of I pressure, but the right amount money. of not pressure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, But for like sure. people don't stay, like some people do, but not many people stay in the service industry for a long time because mm-hmm. it's, it's hard on your it body is. and it is a bit of a different schedule. Mm-hmm. But in that season of life, when you need, you've got that grit in you mm-hmm. and you need to be making good money. I made more money in that part-time serving job mm-hmm. than I did in my daytime career job. Yes, And that was like, and I, I talked to a teacher once and he goes, I put myself through teacher's college by working at that same restaurant. And he goes, and I make less money now as a teacher than I oh did then. Gosh. And he goes, and it was the best job ever. But we, we sort of like put down some of these jobs that can actually like be really, really good. You can change your life. You can change your life. Mm -hmm. I 
And I, it's funny now that I look and there was people that I used to serve there that are our friends who are like, have connected me to other things. Mm-hmm. You never know what situations and like God, universe, whatever. Like when you're making these decisions in life, I'm, I wish more people asked me questions about like how, how to get to like that next great step. That's right. A lot of it comes down to, well, a couple of things. Obviously there's like the tactical stuff and there's sure, like the really, sure. the information that would help, like finding out what formal wear right. is. But at the end of the day, a lot of people are asking, they're not asking you how to do things. They're asking permission to be themselves. Uh, listen, do you know the number of questions where they're like, how did you know it was the right time to go? Mm. How do you know if your business idea is any good? How do you know if you've lost enough weight? I get these types of questions all the, the time. time. Yeah. And every time the answer is always, you're good enough if you are, you're good enough if you're not. Yeah. You know, and and when people hear that, they're like, oh, so I'm just good enough. I'm yes. good enough already. That's it. So yeah. make the choice. You make know what I mean? Choice. It's a, it's a, you have to choose your hard. It's both of them are hard, you know, and I tell you that alone can be freeing, you know, mm. and when you're ready, you know, just ask. I will tell you, I as a businesswoman, I don't let people just pick my brain. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like my brain is very expensive, that girl. Is your <laughs> so it's very expensive. But I will tell you, though, I offer a lot of answers, you know, yeah. so I can always say, here's where you'll start or here's where you'll go or this makes sense or this doesn't make sense for you. I love answering those types yeah. of questions. And I think that a lot of times people forget that there is merit to that, mm. you know, and just live life with a state of expectancy, knowing that the world does conspire for your good. You know, and there are good people out there who want to help you. When you said that sentence, I immediately went to the world is conspiring for bad. And I was like, I immediately went to bad. No, no, no. But the like, world is conspiring for your good. And how do I know this? Look at all the things you've been through mm. and how you've had to redirect so many times to refine the message that you stand on now. Trust me, when you get older, you're going to have a different message. Oh, you know? I hope so. And if there's anything we know now in this side of our age, you know, we know that we didn't know anything before, you know, and so and, and it's going to be different. But look at how your life has brought you where you are and how you are helping people today. Those people were walking their own journeys and they are being served so well. Even people listening now are being served so well based on everything you've been through. Mm. And I absolutely am a firm believer that the only reason that we are often delivered from our suffering is to help others be delivered from their own. And that includes things like talking about money openly so that somebody listening today is going to go get it because they're like, I want, if nothing else, to be able to talk about money the way that girl's talking about it. Well, and if women know know more financial literacy Mm -hmm. and have more financial liberation, they will never be held down by a bad situation by a bad relationship, marriage, yes, lifestyle. It, it doesn't matter. We there is so much more to be said. And men are talking about this so freely and all we're not. the time. And the way that we and get that sharing literacy, information all the time. And what we're do you not. think? Masterminds and little boardrooms and golf meetings and country club meetings. That's what it's a bunch of guys, white guys in a room around a table. Giving each other opportunities. And opportunities and sharing advice. And what we're what are we told as women? Be quiet, look pretty. And be and, nice. And make be sure nice. everybody accepts and, you. and take care of home. And we're being shamed into, into not asking. So if you're able to at least look to another woman and say, and I ask the guys all the time, when I tell you I have walked into hotel lobbies, seen a room full of men that I knew were rich men and gone up and been like, hey, you know, I just got here. Is this a meeting? 
oh, no, 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 it's just me and my friends. Oh, really? Just a bunch of guys getting together, having drinks. You got room for one more? And I've sat down at tables next to men who are billionaires and found out information. They were just like, you are bold. You know, yeah. what, what's the worst they're going to tell me? Get out of here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like, one thing I'm not afraid of is rejection because as women, we're rejected already all the time. Ooh. All the time. Like, I'm a black woman. Like, are you kidding me? Like, there have been laws based around rejecting me. So, why would I stop myself from going into an opportunity where the worst someone's going to tell me is no, but I get to walk away with my life? I'm going to walk in and I'm going to approach these people with an opportunity to get the yes that could change my life. And will in turn change others. And in turn change others. You never, ever, ever should have let Nicole into the boardroom because the minute I get those secrets, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> I'm telling everybody all the things, okay? I'm all about the liberation of all of us women. So it's like, you better believe that if I find out the secrets, I'm telling everybody. And so it's why, if you want to know, ask. Because the craziest thing that could happen and it could change your life. Mm, Nicole, I... Don't even know what to say. I We didn't even have a plan for what we were going to talk about. <laughs> I think you just uh, like, I can't even tell you the discomfort I was feeling within myself about talking about money. And through this whole conversation, I'm just realizing this is about freeing women. Yes. This is so much more than money. This is about, this is so much more than money. And this is about a richness that we deserve. And it's about going through huge change. You, you touched on so many brilliant, amazing things. Where can everyone find you? I know you're like, I'm not an influencer. I'm just living my life. Listen. <laughs> I'm just like you. I'm just Listen. like you. I'm team like, I am a public, professional, functional, hot mess. Mm. And so if you'd like to follow along with that, you can definitely follow me on my podcast, the Nicole Walters podcast. And then uh, lots of conversations like this. And, you know, me and Sarah just did a chat that was also really good. So you definitely want to listen to that one. And I'm also Nicole Walters all around the internet. I hang out a lot on Instagram. I'm in my DMs. Come on over, y'all, and ask. Oh, love you so much. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. This has been such a powerful conversation that ended on the highest note possible. I had to end it there. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.